There's a lot of holes in this book. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Pika Flap Who, written by Jay Garnett, illustrated by Ariel Silverstein, published by Cottage Door Press. Pika Flap Who is a science book that teaches the reader about animals, where they live, and what they're called. There's no story, but it has some gimmicks to keep it amusing. Will we learn something today? I highly doubt it. But let's take notes anyway, just in case there's a test. Starting on the cover, there's a hole in the O of the Who. You can see an owl peeping through creeping on us before we even dive in. But thank goodness that hole was there, because there's no start to this book, and being a board book with thick cardboard pages, real sturdy. I found myself ripping at the cover page, assuming I missed the first page. The textbook immediately blindsides you with this, quote, This raccoon goes to bed when the sun comes up. Look to see... Who else sleeps during the day? End quote. No high, no explanation, no play with the flaps. No, it just slaps you in the face with the raccoon and tells you to go look for other animals with no instruction. Well, I'm going to assume they want us to open the flaps just because they're there. Oh, that's nice. They have fun facts about owls and then skunks. Quote, Skunks do a warning dance before spraying their stinky musk. End quote. My nephew does the same thing. And I'll tell you, when he starts dancing, you better get the hell out of there. Oh look, on the next page we have more fun facts about animals that live in burrows. Quote, more than half the world's rabbits live in North America. End quote. I wonder why that would be. They must just like the way of life here in America. Here's one. Did you know baby foxes are called kits? I had no clue. I thought kit was a lame made-up word by the British to call soccer jerseys. This is creepy. Badgers actually sharpen their claws. That's some Freddy Krueger shit. Remind me to run when I see a badger. On to another page. And we have information on bears and beavers. Love a good beaver. And there are more flaps, just like on every page. Each flap has a random hole in it, which gives you a little glimpse of what's underneath. And I have to say, sometimes it works really well. And you're like, oh, an otter's head above water. And then you open the page and you see his whole body underwater. And as the reader, you're like, super cool. But then there's other times where you see a brown patch in a hole. And you open the flap and you're like, more brown. Okay. What I'm getting at is they didn't need a hole in each flap. It just feels forced. I myself don't need to see that many holes. It'd be just fine with them sprinkled in sparingly. Here's a fun fact. Did you know otters can close their nostrils and ears when they're swimming? That's an amazing superpower. 
I wish I could do the same around people who think deodorant causes cancer. The textbook now moves from trees to the bushes, and you learn that porcupines have thousands of quills. Well, now I know what animal to have as a pet when I start writing my memoir. I was thinking I would need an ostrich, but this will save so much space. Now I just need to find the ink. Moving on, we get to the last page, and it leaves us with information about rams and bald eagles. Both very American animals, which I love. Wait, is it the last page? Yeah, it definitely is. That cardboard isn't coming apart. Well, I can say I was wrong in my previous assumption. I learned a lot about different animals. It was just fact after fact that I'll be able to use in conversations at parties and look like the smart guy. Well, actually, he's not an ass. He's more a badger because he sharpens his claws and stabs you in the back. <laughs> yes. Jay's writing didn't beat around the bush. She jumped right into it, hitting the reader with the facts. I can't believe I'm saying this, but if she made it longer with an extra page at the beginning and at the end to let the reader know what's going to happen, and then that it's ended, but the reader can discover more every day or some shit, it would have made this textbook much smoother. Ariel's pictures felt stock, to be honest. There wasn't any artistic flair. It was just stupid smiling animals. They made it feel a little too much like a science textbook. I will say, even though there was no story here, the facts and the flaps kept this book fun. A few tweaks and this could be a full point higher. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 2.6. I'll have a taste, push it around, and go back for another bite or two. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.